This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Montana's Democratic Party leaders are pleased with Republican Governor Greg Gianforte's budget. With elements of child tax credit and property tax relief, but say his plans don't go far enough to offer long-term relief. House Minority Leader Kim Abbott of Helena said she was thrilled Gianforte incorporated a child tax credit, a long Democratic priority, into his budget. Gianforte proposed a $1,200 a year tax credit for children less than six years old and a $5,000 adoption tax credit. Quote, but at the same time, we don't know if that's permanent, we don't know if it's refundable, and it needs both of those things to do what it's meant to do, Abbott said on Wednesday. A family's paying $9,000 sometimes for a slot at child care, and if they're lucky enough to get it. Senate Minority Leader Pat Flowers of Belgrade says Gene Forty's plan for property tax relief is one time only, and there needs to be an ongoing solution. The governor said his plans would provide $500 million in property tax relief, in part through a $1,000 rebate that would be available for homeowners once a year for the next two years. Democrats are looking to reintroduce legislation that would cap property taxes to a percentage of annual income. A bill to do so was introduced during the 2021 session, but it ultimately did not pass. Another tool for Democrats are going to pursue is a tax incentive for landlords willing to offer rentals below market rates. Abbott says the Democratic caucus will work to hold Republicans accountable for policies that prioritize the wealthiest in the state. GN40's proposed budget would lower taxes for top owners to 5.9% from the current 6.5%. The state of Montana has released a draft of its first statewide plan for grizzly bear management, consolidating and updating two regional plans into one document. The draft plan states that it views populations of grizzlies as, quote, having met recovery targets which supports their delisting. The report also says FWP supports federal policies for meeting recovery goals in the Cabinet Yak ecosystem and for attaining natural recovery of the population in the Bitterroot ecosystem. FWP also takes the position, and this plan documents, that populations are abundant enough to provide dispersal opportunities for establishing connectivity among recovery ecosystems. The statewide draft management plan, which would cover 30 counties in which grizzlies are currently or imminently present, said the agency believes that connectivity between ecosystems can be attained by a lower number of dispersed animals navigating in the areas except by full populations occupying the whole state. If the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service delists the species, as Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho have requested, then grizzly management would fall to the states, along with that of most other wildlife. In that case, a new statewide plan would be the authoritative guiding document. 
The plan, once finalized, will guide state management of the species under the Endangered Species Act. The annual Defense Department Policy Bill members of Congress released late Tuesday did not include measures to loosen federal marijuana restrictions. That leaves few avenues to pass marijuana measures as boons to states where the drugs are legal, including Montana, before Congress adjourns for the year. As one of the must-pass bills Congress would consider, while Democrats still control both chambers, the defense bill was a potential target for advocates of legalizing marijuana as they attached two bills. One would clarify that banks lending to legitimate marijuana businesses in states with legal markets are not in violation of federal law. The other would provide federal funding to help states expunge criminal records of people convicted of offenses before the substance was made state legal. Though the bulk of the defense bill deals with authorizing Pentagon programs, it is often filled with additional policy members. Though the federal government still places marijuana on its list of the most restricted controlled substances, 21 states, including Montana, have legalized recreational use. That policy split leads to unique challenges for state legal businesses in, say, banking, where some financial institutions refuse to serve the marijuana industry out of fear that it would violate federal law. The banking bill, introduced by U.S. Senator Ed Perlmutten from Colorado, He's retiring at the end of the year, and it would clarify that federal regulators could not penalize banks for doing business with marijuana dealers who are in compliance with state laws. The banking bill has passed the House seven times since 2019, but the Senate has never passed it. Members of both parties from Montana and other states that have legalized recreational use continue to call for the bill's passage. Quote, the senator is continuing to work every day to build consensus so we can pass the safe banking law into law this year. That's according to Montana's Republican U.S. Senator Steve Daines in an email. A spokesman for Daines' Democratic counterpart, John Tester, said he also would like to see it pass this Congress. Both Danes and Tester are among the 42 co-sponsors of the bill. American Prairie has relocated 45 bison from its conservation herd in north-central Montana to Native nations in Montana and Washington State. In the past two weeks, the Montana-based nonprofit has distributed 10 bison to the Chippewa Cree tribe in Rocky Boy and 35 bison to the Kalispell tribe in Cusick, Washington. The animals were successfully transferred after undergoing extensive disease testing and received a clean bill of health. Since 2005, more than 350 bison have been sent to the Fort Peck Assiniboine and Sioux Tribes, Blackfeet Nation, Fort Belknap Indian Community, and the Chippewa Cree Tribe of Rocky Boy. The Chippewa Cree Indigenous Community established its bison herd last year after welcoming 11 bison to Rocky Boy for the first time in more than 30 years. 
The initial herd came from six bison from American Prairie and five bison from the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes. Again, prior to being transferred, American Prairie tested the bison for a wide range of diseases, including brucellosis. American Prairie only sources bison from certified brucellosis-free herds and routinely conducts bison handling to maintain herd health. In the latest move, the bison handling was accomplished in mid-November. Seventy-three animals were moved through a series of corrals and chutes. Fifty-three bison were disease-tested. Seventeen hair samples were taken for DNA testing. And 50 GPS ear tags and collars were deployed by the Smithsonian Institution's National Zoo and Conservation Biology Institute to further scientific research. All of the bison that were tested received a clean bill of health with no evidence of clinical disease. Alaska natives are seeking better protections from the environmental impacts of Canadian mines, and they have enlisted some allies in their fight. The lower 48 tribal governments with concerns of their own about transboundary mining impacts. A delegation of tribal representatives from Alaska, Washington State, and Montana traveled to Washington, D.C. this week for meetings on Wednesday that pushed for action to regulate downstream effects of mines in British Columbia. Chaley Ash tribal member Richard Peterson, president of the Central Council of the Tinglet and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska, had a representative attending the meetings. Quote, Canada's mine in our shared rivers is one of the biggest threats to our wild salmon and our indigenous way of life. In the face of rapidly changing climate, British Columbia continues to permit massive open pit gold mines in the headwaters of our largest salmon producing rivers without the consent of downstream tribes. The, the tribes are seeking protective action under the Boundary Waters Treaty of 1909. Teaming up with the lower 48 tribes is a new approach, according to Mary Catherine Martin of the Juno-based group Salmon Beyond Waters. The tribes have different specific issues, but they are similar in that they are about the, quote, poorly regulated British Columbia mining that does not take into account the concerns of people who live downstream. The Biden administration in June has called for an investigation by the International Joint Commission into selenium pollution flowing downstream into those states for mines operated by tech resources in Canada. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners in now 51 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 27 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. 
That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.